Hey, hey, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Coffee and Devotions. This is where every day you and I, we get together, we have a little bit of coffee, we get into God's Word, and we grow in our love for the Lord together. And this year, 2023, Lord willing, we'll make it from Genesis through Leviticus. I'm so glad to be with you today. Why don't we have some coffee? We'll pray, and we'll get into God's Word. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this day. What a blessing it is to follow you. What a joy it is to be your people. Father, we pray that you would please bless us this morning, that you would teach us. Father, we need your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we are at uh, Leviticus chapter 7. Leviticus chapter 7, here we go. Likewise, this is the law of the trespass offering. It is most holy. In the place where they kill the burnt offering, they shall kill the trespass offering. And its blood he shall sprinkle all around the altar. And he shall offer from it, on, from it all its fat, the fat tail and the fat that covers the entrails, the two kidneys and the fat that is on them by the flanks, and the fatty lobe attached to the liver above the kidneys he shall remove. And the priest shall burn them on the altar as an offering made by fire to the Lord. It is a trespass offering. Every male among the priests may eat it. It shall be eaten in a holy place. Place It is most holy. The trespass offering is like the sin offering. There is one law for them both. The priest who makes atonement with it shall have it. And the priest who offers anyone's burnt offering, the priest shall have for himself the skin of the burnt offering which he has offered. Also, every grain offering that is baked in the oven and all that, all that is prepared in the covered pan or in a pan shall be the priest who offers it. Every grain offering, whether mixed with oil or dry, shall belong to all the sons of Aaron to one as much as the other. So we come to this point in the book of Leviticus, and we move from the sin offering or the purification offering that we just looked at in chapter 6 to now the guilt offering found in chapter 7. And this is very similar to the sin offering that the priest is allowed to, the priest who makes the sacrifice is allowed to eat the meat, but he also gets the skin of the animal for his payment also. In the same place he's to make the burnt offering and the sin offering, that's the same place he goes for the guilt offering as well. And so there's a, there's a lot of overlap here in this. Well, and then the goes on to a new type of offering uh, that we haven't looked at before in verse 11. This is a law of the sacrifice of peace offerings which he shall offer to the Lord. So now we're talking about shalom offerings, offerings of peace. And these are going to be different types of offerings, peace offerings, vow offerings, and uh, voluntary offerings or free will offerings. We're going to see this as chapter 7 unfolds. If he offers it for a thanksgiving, then he shall offer with the sacrifice of thanksgiving, unleavened cakes mixed with oil, unleavened wafers anointed with oil, or cakes of blended flour mixed with oil, besides the cakes as his offering, he shall offer leavened bread with the sacrifice of thanksgiving of his peace offering. 
And from it he shall offer one cake from each offering as a heave offering to the Lord. It shall belong to the priest who sprinkles the blood of the peace offering. So you, you have this, this offering. It's a thanksgiving offering. It's a peace offering. right? This is something voluntarily coming from the worshiper of God. And, and they take it to the priest. And this is a little bit different in that now it talks about it's a heave offering or a wave offering. He's, he's taking it up and he's, he's lifting it up to heaven. He's lifting it up to God. And God's the one who receives it's his it's his possession that's what this is meaning to symbolize here and then in verse 15 the flesh of the sacrifice of his peace offering for thanksgiving shall be eaten the same day it is offered he shall not leave any of it until the morning but if the sacrifice of his offering is a vow or a voluntary offering it shall be eaten the same day that he offers his sacrifice but on the next day, the remainder of it also may be eaten, right? So if you've made a burnt offering and a peace offering, you got leftovers the next day. That's all right. Normally it's, no, you got to eat it all in one day. Now it's, well, you, you can actually eat if it's one of these peace offerings the next day. The remainder of the flesh of the sacrifice on the third day must be burned with fire, right? You can't wait three days. And if any of the flesh of the sacrifice of his peace offering is eaten at all on the third day, it shall not be accompanied, nor shall it be imputed to him. It shall be an abomination to him who offers it, and the person who eats of it shall bear guilt. The flesh that touches any unclean thing shall not be eaten. It shall be burned with fire. And as for the clean flesh, all who are clean may eat of it, right? So you can't eat an unclean thing. And if you yourself are unclean, you can't come to the tabernacle and eat of these most holy and these holy sacrifices. But the person who eats the flesh of the sacrifice of the peace offering that belongs to the Lord while he is unclean, that person, this is serious, that person shall be cut off from his people. Moreover, the person who touches any unclean thing, such as a human uncleanness or unclean animal or any abominable unclean thing, and who eats the flesh of the sacrifice of the people offering that belongs to the Lord, that person shall be cut off from his people. What is this about? Well, really, this is about those two different types of sacrifices, right? The guilt offering, thank God he gives us a guilt offering. He also provided a peace offering, right? This is a thankfulness to God you give this peace offering, but if you treat it as common and you yourself are unholy and you don't care about that and you just come and you, you ritualistically unclean, come and act like you by yourself might have a right to the sacrifice it says that you don't actually believe who God is and you don't believe in his sanctity and so you're to be cut off from the people now commentators go different ways on this does this mean the person's put to death possibly it meant that they were treated like they were shunned possibly I don't know the answer to that but all I know is that when we're dealing with the holy things of God, we, we better be careful. We, we live in a culture that we don't like the idea of holy. We like the idea of common. 
We like the idea of equality. We like the idea of rights. I have a right to do what I want to do. And here the Lord with his own people says, no, I'm the covenant one. When you have guilt, here's the way you deal with it. And when you want to come make peace, here's the way you deal with it. But you still remember the hierarchy of the Redeemer covenant king and the one, and the one who is to serve him and worship him and love him. That's what the Lord is teaching us here, I think. What's the best verse to summarize this? Well, uh, I'd, I'd probably underline verse 11 and verse 15, probably something like that. But you could disagree. Maybe you would underline something else. What are we called to do? Well, we don't have a tabernacle anymore. But Jesus Christ became our guilt offering. And in Jesus Christ, now we lift up our lives as a living sacrifice of thanksgiving. The guilt's been done away with, the trespass has been done away with, but we bring our lives to him because we are called to be holy. We're called to live our lives, to serve him and love him, remembering he's our redeemer. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much that you have made a way for us to be right with you. Father, we pray that you would please teach us to walk in your ways. Help us, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, may God bless you. May you know the holiness of your God and the zeal by which he loves you. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's message from God's Word for You, a ministry of Sharon R.P. Church in rural Southeast Iowa. We pray that the message would be used by God to transform your faith in your life this week. If you'd like to get more information about us, feel free to go to the website, SharonRPC.org. We'd love to invite you to worship with us. Our worship time is 10 a.m. every Sunday at 25204 160th Avenue, Morning Sun, Iowa, 52640. May God richly bless you this week.